Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Key, IT Professional Practices Lead at ISACA, and we're here today with the last installment of our Emerging Tech Series in 2021. Be sure to check the ISACA YouTube channel for past episodes on IoT, blockchain, AI, and cloud. Today, I have Ramses Gallego, a member of ISACA's Emerging Tech Committee, here with me for a conversation on ultra-emerging technologies. Ramses, welcome. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your current role? It's a truly a pleasure to be participating in, uh, in this. Uh, I'm sitting here in Barcelona, Spain, and, uh, and it's a blessing you know, to be addressing our audience and ISACA constituency in this live session on emerging technologies and what it means for, uh, for us all. So it's, uh, it's great to be here. Pleasure. Awesome. So yeah, let, let's go right into it. Uh, we're talking about emerging technologies. Topic number one here is quantum computing. It's not in the hands of everyday consumers and it's definitely one of those ultra emerging technologies. So what is it and why is it considered emerging? Well, thank you again, Kevin, for uh, for the question. And this is super important because actually I teach on quantum computing. I know that we have roughly, you know, like five, six, four minutes to talk about it. But let me squeeze the discipline of quantum computing is that one that is based on the laws of quantum mechanics and quantum physics that actually translates into computing. So based on that strange uh, behavior of particles in the in nature again in the quantum world based on quantum physics and quantum mechanics the question is that if a quantum computer would exist and they do they do you know it's how they treat speed and computing power let me be very short and fundamentals on quantum computing carrying on here and, and for our audience uh, from around the world is regular it technology today everybody knows that the unit of power is the bit which is can have a value of a zero over one. And then the combination of zeros and ones make our files and videos and invoices and documents. All right, great. The thing is that with quantum computing, the unit of power is a qubit, Q from quantum. And then because of the laws of quantum mechanics and quantum physics, the unit of power can either have a position of a zero, a one, or both things at the same time, both things at the same time, that is called superposition. And because of that, the speed and computing power of quantum computers are things that we have never seen before. So again, it's a, I would say it's another game, it's another universe. So let me use the following, uh, uh, Kevin, before your next question, which is, let's call actual computers, even the fastest on earth, even the fastest computer on the planet, because it's still working with zeros and ones, so bits, we need to call it legacy computing very soon. So it is very important and the impact for security and cybersecurity and privacy and auditing is very important. Back to you, but I, I'll, I will try, I have tried to squeeze it, you know, quantum computing because again, I teach on that. No, that's great. And yes, it, it's very advanced topics and, you know, we're gonna see, start to see more of this down Absolutely. in the next few years, but why should this matter to, you know, ISACA constituency and viewers? Well, it, it should matter because trust me, this is not a topic, Kevin, and the rest of you for 30 years from today or 50 years from today. I call it the future of now. But I call it the future of now, certainly not, not, in, a, not in, you know, one year or two. The impact on encryption, and I'm very serious on that, the impact on the way we create secret and keep secrets is going to change. Because all of the 
encryption methodologies that we know, and listen, that we're still teaching the university today, RSA encryption, Diffie-Hellman encryption, elliptic curve, any encryption, which is great, is the way we hide things, is based on the impossibility, or let me, let me call it the difficulty, of factorizing large prime numbers, of solving a very complex problem in maths that is factorizing large prime numbers. The thing is that with Shor's algorithm in uh, uh, 1994, Shor, a scientist, discovered or coined the algorithm to factorize large prime numbers. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, that, that we don't have still today enough computing power to run Shor's algorithm from 1994 in an effective and an efficient way. When quantum computing gets to around 10,000 qubits, that unit of power that I just mentioned before, when we get to around 10,000 qubits, we are today around 2,000-ish, 2,500, so there's still a way to go. But when we get to 10,000 qubits, we could run Shor's algorithm in an effective and an efficient way. And that means, that potentially means that any encryption known by humans today could be broken. Any secret, I mean, nuclear codes or energy plans, department of defense strategies, and that's that's a new world. That's a world with no secrets. Of course, the question is, and for ISACA members, is that, but there has to be a solution, Ramses, right? Or Kevin, I mean, I mean you have there's a solution for that. Well, yes and no. The world is working, and specifically the NIST, the National Institute for Standards and Technology, is working on a post-quantum cryptography, so a cryptography that is resistant to quantum attacks, that's the yes part of my answer. The no is, is not yet a reality, it's just on white paper, it's working on that. So, so interesting uh, things on this emerging technology, Kevin, and, and the rest of you on, on quantum technology and computers, and listen, and how it will change forever the way of cybersecurity, privacy, encryption, and et cetera. Back to you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's amazing stuff. Definitely worrisome, but great information. So let's move on to nanotechnology. So nanotech, what is it? Well, nanotechnology is that field of research. I wouldn't even call it the discipline, if you will, but it's that field of research. The name was coined in 1974 by Norio Taniguchi from the Tokyo uh, Science University. And it's that field of research that is about the opportunity of manipulating matter working at a super, 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 super small scales. When I say about super small scales, this is why it's called nanotechnology. Well, let me let me uh, brief our audience here with a couple of examples that I think is super cool. You know, a human hair, a human hair, the size of a human hair is between 50,000 to 100,000 nanometers. Well, nanotechnology works at a scale that goes for one nanometer, to 100 nanometer. And again, a human hair, 50,000 to 100,000. If you would like a nanometer is to a tennis ball, what that tennis ball would mean to Earth. I'm talking about super, super atomic sizes. And, and that's the technology, right? So, so I'm talking about the opportunity of building new things, even creating new materials, because when you manipulate matter, the behavior of matter, I'm going back maybe to my quantum computing, very brief science topic, which is when you manipulate matter and those super nanoscales, I mean, they change behavior and they change sizes and structures, even that. So back to you, Kevin, but that's that's the definition of, of nanotechnology, right? 
Yeah, so with your definition, I think there's no further explanation on why it's considered emerging. I, I think Correct. it's pretty obvious in that regard, but why should it matter to our viewers? It matters because, again, the opportunity of building better structures with, let's call it, on the health world, you know, on the defense uh, sector, let's say. I mean, when you talk about building new materials, finding new structures on Earth, when, well, let's say, you know, like uh, coal, you know, the coal, uh, uh, it can turn into a diamond or the new material that is graphene. I'm talking about things that exist today, but it's just basically the same material with different structure because of heat, because of, you know, the way that molecules combine. Okay, that's why, you know, coal turns into diamond or, or, or other material, right? Okay, when we talk about building new things, let's say, let me say for energy uh, uh, systems or, or cosmetics, you know, or for the fields of water, water filtration, I mean, building new materials and structures into into those sorts of sort of things but let me let me let me go straight into your question which why why does it matter to the to the people from uh, more than 20 countries uh, 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 that follow um, with us today because how are you going to audit that how are you going to put trust in things that the human eye can hardly see remember i'm talking about one nanometer to 100 nanometers what about what about uh, trust but verify so the things that we do at isaka auditing and providing assurance and the governance aspect of all that and i can say the same for quantum computing by the way so with nanotechnology how are we going to ask the right questions to the right people at the right time you know new structures new behaviors things that when they are going to be mainstream they are not today this is why it's called emerging technology but when they are going to be mainstream how are we gonna understand that nano microscopic world that uh, uh how are we going to ask those right questions and write the right uh, you know regulations and legislation for all that this is why i think it matters to the isaka constituency and isaka members around the world because it's a field that sooner or later we'll have to start at least as i always say with emerging technologies start the conversation and i can say the same for quantum and i'm going i'm saying the same for nanotechnology start the understanding of all that back to you kevin that's great insight. So this is uh, definitely a interesting topic that I want to move on to next. Uh, Internet of behavior. So what is it? Woo! Internet of behavior. I love it because it's a, I have to say that it's a derivative of something that we at ISAC understand very well. IoT, Internet of Things. Great. Everything connected to the Internet. You know, great. Fantastic. Actually, in our sessions, and I have been in, I don't know, hundreds of ISAC you know, uh, gatherings and events and conferences, virtual because of COVID these days, but it's not just the internet of things, but the internet of everything, am I right? Okay, so someone coined the term IOB, the internet of behavior. Actually, it was a Goat Nyman in, two, uh, in 2012 yeah, from the University of Helsinki. So Goat Nyman came out with this idea of the internet of behavior, which is basically in the very same way that we understand the internet of things, which is a network of things hyper-connected and everything super-connected, and this is why the internet of everything. I mean, am I right if I say that we have a network of humans from a psychological perspective, the way we behave and we interact with social media, the way we buy our patterns of behavior? I think that is it's another acronym that is very cool. The internet of behavior, not just an individual psychology, or behavior, but a collective psychology, which actually I think that is very good in terms of predicting patterns, not just buying patterns, which of course is good, but 
patterns of behavior and 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 i know kevin that you're gonna ask me but but let me let me on that but let me let me start open the door to governments social media service providers so again uh it's the 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 idea of connected humans the way we interact with technology and uh well back to you and i, and I will i will develop in a, in a couple of minutes more now you're starting to see a pattern in, in some of my questions so yeah you started to mention you know patterns of behavior and and why it's considered emerging. And again, why is this important to uh, SACA members, to our viewers here, uh, constituency, uh, et cetera? Absolutely, Kevin, thank you. And I think it matters because again, it's first of the of the three topics that we are talking, so quantum computing, nanotechnology, internet of behavior is probably of the three, the most human related, meaning, I mean, it's about me and you and how you interact. Actually, with the idea of providing a better service, I understand that my government, collectively wants to gather data for my great good. And I appreciate that, but it does matter to ISACA members because again, trust, governance, privacy, probably that's one of the topics of the three that we are mentioning today, the hottest topic of, of the three for the moment on, on privacy and then assurance, okay? When you combine that, Kevin, with another acronym, and, and, and again, we are talking about the Internet of Behavior, but let me let me drop another one, which is UEBA, User and Entity Behavior Analytics, UEBA. So the moment that you bring not just behavior analytics for users, that it's about the Internet of Behavior, how we behave, but also entities, meaning machines and algorithms in a collective way, I think that you can have predictions. I mean, what if I tell you that service providers are using the internet of behavior that is probably of the three that we are we are talking today the most present i would say because it's happening as we speak the way you interact with your social media with your twitter your facebook your googles where you are based how you are based who you are connected with so in terms of providing services for i don't know health monitoring great fantastic but then that opens the door for privacy and if I'm being tracked, you know, well, the answer is yes, but in a collective manner. So in order to end that, and again, why does it matter to the ISACA members and ISACA constituency? Because when we talk and have certifications on security and governance and assurance and risk, when you talk about the Internet of Behavior, and that actually started this, this question, Kevin, it started with IoT, you know, a couple of three minutes, four minutes ago. Well, IoT can also, can also mean the Internet of Threats, <laughs> if we don't do it right. Well, IoT can also mean the Internet of Trouble <laughs> if we don't do it right. So I think that IOB, the Internet of Behavior, is one smaller part of, of that overarching umbrella of user and entity behavior analytics, collective intelligence or collective data that can be used for the greater good. But we at ISACA, we need to be paying attention to assurance, trust, auditing, governance, privacy and risk. Back to you. Awesome. So I'm super excited to uh, talk about this topic because it has been such a a uh, current event. So XR and VR. All right. Very rapidly. Love it. Love it. This this fourth one, I, I love it, Kevin, because, you know, XR, it stands for extended reality, which is that overarching umbrella that combines virtual reality, uh, hybrid reality or mixed reality, MR, and then, of course, augmented reality. Okay, so XR is that overarching umbrella. Okay, so is the category for everything related to a computer altered reality or 
uh, or, or computer generated reality. So again, X meaning extended, but let me go on a, let me open up two layers of answer, okay? Well, virtual reality is about computer generated reality, period. And you can have your glasses or you can have on a game. So everything is computer generated. Augmented reality, and I would say, Kevin, that this is probably the, the hottest of the, of the three, maybe mixed reality or A, so MR or AR, augmented reality is probably the two hostess. Uh, virtual reality, I mean, we're doing that when we play or consoles or PC games or whatever, right? But augmented reality is that overlay content on top of the real world. So it adds a layer of information, which again, I think it's very important in terms of trust and privacy and added information. So it brings overall overlay sorry content on 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 that reality okay so it is very immersive especially these days that we are talking about the metaverses and you know my avatar and the things that i can do in a space that it's me but then it's not me so so i think it's very interesting and and by the way most of the big names in the industry are putting a lot of you know billions if not trillions of dollars in that immersive technology i mean impersonating which i think that brings when you ask me the question about why does it matter to Isaka, uh, uh, you know, constituency and members around the world, so when you when you impersonate, I mean, accountability and responsibility is very important. But let me let me give it back to you, and then I will I will answer that that question. But I think it's super cool, modern, fresh, extended reality. So it's a mix of of you know those two worlds, but it has implications, of course. Back to you, Kevin. Right. So uh, we're already talking about why it's uh, considered emerging and and the implications of that, but again, and how it applies to ISACA and, and the viewers that are here today. Very exciting. That's that's great. Thank you very much. Let me let me let me finish. I, I already opened opened that door. But it, it has an impact again because in my mind, as an ISACA member, and I have been international best president at the board of directors with ISACA, I have been president of the Barcelona chapter. I have co-authored some of the ISACA the Liberal. So it's a blessing for me to be addressing you and when it's about extended reality and augmented reality, the implications are when we talk about trust, when we talk about, and by the way, that works in English, not in not in every language they have this distinction, Kevin, but when Spanish, we don't have the difference between accountability and responsibility. But in English, it does exist. So account being accountable and being responsible are different things, right? So in that metaverse, in that extended reality, augmented reality, mixed reality world, your actions. If you are a, a, a troll or you are bullying someone, which of course you shouldn't. I mean, what, what what are the implications of that mixed reality? So again, fantastic technology is considered emerging, especially these days uh, because it's it's ramping up. I mean, I mean, massive um, uh, amounts of money being invested on on XR extended reality. But again, whether if it's overlay content on top of the real world, whether if it's a completely new world, again, the the holy disciplines of being nice, professional accountable you know the impact privacy again once again you know my avatar is the avatar me or is it not so the digital ramses is, is ramses or is it not can i tamper with some someone else's avatar you know in the very same way that i that unfortunately cyber criminals steal our credentials so i think this is very important and of all of those the four the topics that we have uh, uh, to talk today and, and we are missing some others you know blockchain and machine learning but you know we at ISACA, uh, uh, Kevin, we, we have the CET, the Certified in Emerging Technology. ISACA is paying a lot of attention to 
existing things, you know, regular things on auditing and I'm a, I'm a system, I'm a C guide. I have a lot of certification from my saga, which is, is a blessing, you know, COVID, of course, not the pandemic, I mean, the, the, the governance framework uh, from my saga, but the CET, Certi Certified in Emerging Technology, by the way, it's a stackable technology with different certificates that together they make up a certification in ET, emerging technologies. And most of them are the things that we are talking about here, machine learning, blockchain, the implications of privacy, and then all those things that are, are very important. So again, you today you asked me about four of them, but, uh, but it's about emerging being for the future, but I like to say always the future of now, Kevin. I mean, the future, the future is happening right now, right? Maybe some of them are five years from today, seven, 10, who knows? But certainly we are not talking about a century from today. We're not talking about 70 years from today. We're talking about next year, two years from now, maybe seven with or 10 with quantum computing. But the conversation should be starting now. And, and I think that sessions like this one, which which again, I'm, I'm privileged to be to be delivering with you with your help. And then CET as the ISACA certification, I think that's the way to go understanding the world around us. Back to you. Well, thank you for uh, plugging the CET stackable certification uh, from ISACA. So to our viewers, please, please uh, check that out. It's a great program. I know that there are questions, but probably we don't have the time for solving all of them. But if there are no questions, the question is, what's next in that interface? So if we take quantum computing, topic number one, if we take, you know, Internet of Behaviors, or if we take, you know, uh, uh, XR and VR, if we take, you know, uh, a nanotechnology, I mean, what's next? So define career path uh, and something. I think there's a question over there, Kevin. Uh, go ahead, if you will. So Ariyemi says, uh, how can you certify in something that is still emerging? <laughs> that's I can, that's a very, yeah. good, very good question, Ariyemi. And, and the thing is that specifically CET doesn't try to solve everything. It's not a magic one, but I think it's, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, I think it's beautiful that even if it's still emerging, the fundamentals the pillars you know are still there again even if quantum computing you think it's just still emerging because it is actually i teach for hours on quantum computing so does it mean that because it's still emerging i needed to i needed the discipline to finish in order to start talking about it in order to start to understanding to embracing i mean it takes years of research and then i mean researchers and teachers and, and public speakers and i mean we are embracing that so so at the Yemi, I appreciate your question, but I think that the beauty is that specifically and precisely, I would say, because it's still emerging, isn't it good that we start talking? I mean, I, I mean, when are we going to talk about nanotechnology when it's already said and done? I think that we have to understand and, and actually, as Kevin was asking me, we at ISACA and other people asking the right questions to the right people at the right time, raising our hands saying, what about privacy in here? Hey, what about assurance in there? How are you going to audit that? And and specifically uh, uh, certifying on the knowledge on the path on, on an emerging technology. This is why it's called CET, Certified in Emerging Technology. That would be my answer at the end. But I appreciate your question. Back to you, Kevin. Right. And to back off that, uh, the building blocks, the fundamentals, right. They just, they're going to stay the same while it just keeps getting more advanced. Uh, the next question I have from uh, Vrinder, any books you would recommend? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Brinder, for the question. But there are many. I mean, good news is that, I mean, on quantum computing, I mean, there are many. I mean, actually, and there are very good feeds on, you know, I mean, white papers from 
from vendors like the Googles of the world and the Amazons of the world. So, so, so there are very good free material, you know, that you can, you, you can, I'm not going to mention Twitter because you know how it is, but there's, there are very good feeds on Twitter as well and others, right? But, uh, but especially on quantum computing, I even recall there's a quantum computer for kids. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It's, it's how you, how you, how you tell your kids about that other aspect of nature. And again, I'm talking about the laws of quantum mechanics and quantum physics. I mean, I mentioned on my answer uh, to Kevin about superposition, remember? I mean, it's a beautiful thing to talk and to learn about. There's another thing called entanglement that two different particles, two different atoms or photons of light, even separated, they are the same. So they are this is like not time traveling, but space traveling. So, so there are many books. Unfortunately, I don't have the time, but if you want to reach to me, I will put my email or you can follow me on Twitter or on LinkedIn and or on Facebook, but I will, I would certainly recommend Brinder some books, but there are, there are many good ones. And of course, Isaka has very good white papers. By the way, I didn't tell you at the beginning, but I'm a member of the ETAG, Emerging Technology Advisory Group for Isaka, which is a blessing. It's a pleasure. And we produce material. We produced a very good blockchain, uh, you know, book or, or white paper. We produce machine learning, how to audit machine learning. So, so very good material, not only within the walls of Isaka that I have to say, of course, but also, you know, out there, but you can, you can, you can reach out for me and then I will, I will also recommend. Thank you for that. Back to you, Kevin. Thank you. Yeah. And another plug, there's also a uh, AI in uh, blue team security white paper that just released uh, this past week. So please check that out as well. Another question, uh, what would be a comprehensive explanation for ET, emerging tech? Who? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure, uh, Mugurel, I'm not sure if I understand the question, but I, emerging technology is that technology that is not finalized, that is started as a consequence of some other discovery, like quantum computing in the early 90s, so 1920, you know, with, with Einstein and, 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 and it was Rodinger and other people, you know, I mean, blockchain as a consequence of you want an anonymization, machine learning, there are four types of machine learning. So, so as a consequence of using algorithms for the greater good. So, so, so comprehensive explanation for emerging technology is that field of research slash technology that starts and develops over time in order to expand and amplify our understanding of the world. So it's emerging because it's not mainstream, it's emerging because it's not finalized as, as per the question before, you know, but then it's ramping up. I mean, I mean, if you, if you, if, as some analysts are doing, I mean, you, you have a slope, like a curve, you know, I mean, it's ramping up. It's not, it's not going down. Like, okay, all technology, it's already set and on quite on the contrary. It's just starting probably not at the bottom, but it's ramping up. And, and I can say that that for nanotechnology, I can say that for quantum technology. And I, and again, I teach on quantum and, and there are a couple of analysts that on their curve or the slope of excitement they put it right in the middle as it going up so that would be my uh that would be my answer uh, as a comprehensive explanation for emerging technology back to you kevin that's a that's a great explanation um i think depending on time i think we will have one more question uh which is a, which is a great question uh which area do you think we will feel the most immediate impact from po uh, positive or negative in 2022 Okay, thank you, Ash, for the question. Very, very, very good. I'm going to try to squeeze it because I, I, I can elaborate for hours on that. Of the, actually, let me answer on two layers, Ash, and with your permission, Kevin. Of the four that we mentioned, of the four that we mentioned, certainly augmented reality or XR is already happening. Massive investments. Again, some, some vendors have already said that it's going to be the 
environment and the platform that is going to happen. So of the four that I just mentioned, certainly in 2022, that's your, that's your question, Ash, not quantum, not in 2022, not nanotechnology, not in 2022. And a combination of the internet of behavior and that metaverse augmented reality hybrid mixed reality both of them together i would say because patterns of behavior and, and, and all those things will will certainly have an impact on 2022 and beyond but 2022 already if it's positive or if it's negative oh wow i mean again i have a, a mixed sensation again when you consider privacy when you consider assurance and trust and it's about user and entity behavior analytics so it's it's about algorithms and collective psychology i mean we should we should talk more ash in order to to agree or disagree if it's positive or if it's negative but it is happening in this future of now for the of the four i've just mentioned or kevin asked me about xr augmented reality hyper reality and a combination of everything related to human psychology collective interactivity and interactions i would say that back to you uh kevin awesome well Unfortunately, uh, we have to wrap up, but thank you all for joining us today. Uh, again, if you're interested in emerging technologies, I encourage you to check out ISACA's Certified in Emerging Technologies credential that was launched uh, earlier this year. Uh, Ramses, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, have a great day. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And you know where to find me if you need anything. Thank you, ISACA and all of the countries. It was a blessing. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.